Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I like your love, peace, and every other thing. Yeah, my love. <laughs> love is a four-legged word. It's about dogs. Oh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's my wife's dog. Man, I got it's cute. I'm all cold, colded up. I got to drink my nice hot tea. Be yeah. uh, ready for for this. My wife was like, "You're kind of sick. Like you probably shouldn't do it." And I was like, eh, "It's fine. What's the worst that can happen?" She's like, "You're gonna be talking the whole time. You're gonna get real fucked. Like your throat's gonna hurt a lot." And oh I was yeah. Like, I'll be okay. What's the problem? Yeah. I've done it a couple different times where it's just like, ah, my throat is fucked. Let's yeah, record dude. a two hour podcast. It's just, yeah, it never works out well for me. No. It's, luckily, in reality, it's a pretty bad idea. Yeah, I know, but it's fine. I don't get sick that often, so it's okay. But luckily, this isn't a two hour episode. Yeah, of course, this is just going to be a quick episode. Naturally, these are how our Patreon exclusive episodes go because... Because, we, you know, it's just be, because like, the why, people. what else we got to fucking do? Yeah, they pay for it. We give it to them. That's, That's true. It's as easy as that. It's true. This, I don't even think we told them what this topic was this. this no, nah, that's what I was just, we were just to get like, into. Yeah, oh, we were just like, fuck it. Yeah, no, we definitely didn't. So often enough, uh, well, not often enough, literally every month, we switch between, of course, if you're listening to this on Patreon, that's cool if you're listening to this on any other feed. I don't know how you got it because I'm way too lazy you to post it anywhere else. You definitely can't listen and... to this. It's literally just a patron <laughs> or you. <laughs> of course, we do our monthly or bi-monthly uh, video game clubs and then special episodes where we cover a variety of different topics. This month, we are going to be talking about price versus the quality of a game in a sense yes. and if the two relate mostly because of this large discussion going on in the industry right now surrounded around metroid dread which i think is really interesting dude uh so you know big what? josh boy have you heard much about this like metroid dread i'm gonna say controversy but it's using the word very liberally I so I've heard a little bit of it. Uh, I haven't heard as much recently, but when it first came out, it was like the $60. Like you get this versus yeah. this. And it was like a big thing of a comparison between a bunch of the Sony games versus Nintendo games, which I think is a reasonable argument in a lot of cases where like Nintendo does get away with a lot of shit. But like, here's the thing. Yeah, I've also played Metroid Dread. I just like speed ran through it this week. Um, I'm at like the final boss right now. And I got to say, I've only spent about seven hours in this game, but Damn, it's a good one. Like, yeah, yeah. Be damned. That sixty dollars is worth it. Okay, I was about to say, right. like, it's just to start off the discussion. You feel like it's worth it? I feel like it's worth it, dude. Here's my whole thing about this: is like, I get it. Like, if you, <laughs> the people who are complaining are not the people who are interested in a Metroid game. Like, this is what I mean. Yeah, is like a lot of this type of thing is the same with anything on Twitter. Is when like there's a big blowout and people are angry. It's a very small like minority of 
people who are actually going to play this game. Like there's a ton of people who are playing it and they fucking love it. Like you see a yeah. ton of people in the industry who are like, this is one of my favorite Metroid games. Like I, I love the series or you find people who are like just trying it out and they're like, I want to play the back catalog of all the Metroid games. And like, I've played a bunch of the Metroid 2D games and I've always been a big fan. I've never been like a diehard fan, but I just, I enjoy that style. And like, I'm a big Metroidvania person in general. So like, obviously I enjoy that style. So I am biased by saying that it's worth it, but also fuck you because you know, like, well, I mean, it all just comes down to personal taste. Like well, that's for a kinda... lot of people, yeah, if you have this really rewarding experience with a game, seven hours is completely okay. Yeah. Like, I've played games. I could beat Hyperlight Drifter in probably, like, three hours if I wanted to. It doesn't mean I don't yeah. think it was worth the money I spent on it. Granted, it's, like, 20 bucks, $25. It's not 60 but you can still have a worthwhile experience yeah. while paying or, or while having a small amount of playtime. Yeah. I, and I, I, it's completely possible. And I think one of my biggest things about this, and I always go back to this, I feel like, is the 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 metaphor of like, not a metaphor, but just like the the comparing going to the movies and a game is like, granted, a movie is always generally in the same bucket of like time. Yeah. But it's like a $12 thing that you're going to see, which is only like an hour on average hour and a half maybe which like if you equate it to a game even a $60 one if you if you're getting 7 hours like for those who are complaining about Metroid specifically like it's not a good argument and then when they say like oh well it's $60 for this versus this and they show like a more you know maybe a more high polished game which I don't agree to that it's more high polished cuz I think they did really good with Metroid Dread but like if you put it up against a Red Dead 2 or something like that that has like a crazy high caliber of, of mm -hmm. amount of work. And they're like, well, this is $60. My biggest argument with that is like, that shouldn't be $60. And I know no one wants to hear that because they're like, I don't want to pay more money. But like the amount of work that goes into that, there's no way that $60 is the right equation to that. Because you can see it yeah. in the fact that people are fucking crunching their ass off to get it out the door at the right time. And, he, and at the right time is still years and years and years later. And it's like, what did we get for it? 60 bucks each. Granted, they still make a lot of money. But like, do I think that they're equal? Probably not. But not for the reason that you're trying to make, right? Not for the reason of like, this is too expensive. I'm saying it's probably on the, the right price but other things should be more expensive yeah so for the the movie theater comparison i find that a little bit weird because i feel like people aren't really thinking about what a movie like what the price or the entire experience of going to a movie theater entails right. one the ticket itself is actually they lose money on tickets that's the yeah, it's an it's entire concession deal. stand is like yeah exactly the entire deal, the entire way that they make money is through concessions. So you get these low ticket prices and people are like, I pay $7 for a matinee ticket. I get two hours of an experience like fucking, I don't know, you three hours with Avengers Endgame. And right. it's like, yeah, let's be real though. One, they're not making money on your ticket price. And two, you're probably not just spending that. You're also spending money on those concessions and stuff right. like that. But I feel like but the a lot of people... The equivalent to ahead. that is DLC 
and like gotcha systems in games yeah is like it's the same concept of selling these games for lower price than what they're really valued and then finding ways to add more systems for you to to get money from people who are already in that ecosystem it's why right now games are all about creating a game like destiny or creating a game like world of warcraft of, of you know that caliber of just like really holding on to people and being like here stay stay in our world don't do anything else also give us money because you want this skin or because you want to level up faster because whatever it might be and it's like this is going into a whole different argument and i know i'm kind of like veering it that way but this goes into the whole discussion that i've had before of like just make the games a higher price to take that kind of shit out but yeah, the there isn't a large variation in price and people are I, I find it odd that people are so unwilling to experiment in price because it could actually like I, I'm not saying that people as in the developers selling their video games or publishers or right. anything. I mean, it's it, it's a lot of like it's it's on our end. It's consumers. And we are unwilling to pay these flexible pricing models. Right. We're unwilling to pay more than $60 for a game. We're like a lot of people are unwilling to pay more than $20 for an indie game. Like we've we've often talked yep. about price in like and how that relates to the game. I said on an episode a while back that I don't think anybody would pay more than $20 for pixel art. I think yeah. I mean. I mean, it, obviously, if you're a big fan of pixel art like me, yeah, uh, it, yeah, people will pay more than it. But I mean, the the layman, the just average gamer, I do not think that they'd be willing to pay more than sixty dollars or sorry, more than twenty dollars. They would no, right. in no way pay upwards of sixty for a pixel art game in today's day and age. Obviously, way back when Super Mario Three comes out, they're like, "Fuck yeah, I'll pay like sixty over sixty dollars <throat> technically with inflation now for a pixel art game." But yeah. it's entirely different now because our standards are entirely different now. Yeah. Something that I find really odd is, okay, I do want to say one thing before we get like excessively deep into this topic <sighs> is that I understand when people try to equate the price of a game and the amount of time that they get to play the game. I totally understand that. I, I especially understand if you have a smaller budget and, and $60, like maybe you only have $60 a month to spend on games and you want to make that stretch as much as possible. So why not play a game like Red Dead Redemption or or God of War, The Last of Us 2, like to bring up some different things. Um, sure. Why not play these large AAA titles that are going to get you upwards of 100 hours? Like, I, I totally understand that. I totally get it. And I feel like a lot of people in the industry, are they, they really try to discount that where they're like, oh, it's I, I totally understand. But I feel like where people really get hitched on is like there are a few different things. One game reviews are not they're objective statements that are sure. not facts <clears throat> people giving metroid dread a 9 or a 10 does not mean that that game is objectively a 10 does not mean that no matter what you could uh well, there you go <laughs> objectively big josh boy thinks it's a 10 but it it doesn't mean that like it's a fact it's a law of nature that metroid dread is a fucking 10 it just means that the reviewer believed the experience that they had was 
completely worth it, that it was a top tier experience, that it was worth the amount of time that they put into it. And I feel like that's what a lot of people get hitched on where they're like, IGN gave this game a 10, but it's only seven hours. And it's like, IGN is not taking into account playtime. This is really where you've got to like find reviewers that would do that for you. You have to find your your own trusted reviewer. Like it's very possible that IGN is not factoring in the things that you personally would. But that's what makes the Internet so amazing is that easily you could go on YouTube and you can find 10 different reviewers who are like, this is a game that. Maybe if it's seven bucks you bu- and you're on a budget, you wait to buy that one. Like it's it's an experience worth having, but maybe you wait for it to go on sale. Granted, it's a Nintendo title, so good fucking luck with that one. But yeah, like, that'll never go on sale. But yeah, here's, here's the reason why. So you, you brought up a great point, and, and this is why I brought this up right at the start of the the idea of of um, time and completing the game and and equating it to you know the value that is metroid dread or whether or not it's it's a great game is that ign not saying that the amount of hours is compared to the 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 score right like i don't think that should equate because that's not yeah the, the question of is a game good does not have the same merit as was it long Right. Like those are two separate questions. And when you're talking about a score, like there are things that they do that they give you to break that down. And from a consumer's perspective, if you are that interested in it, like interested in a game, don't buy a game day one. Wait until a couple people play it. There's websites out there that you can see where people literally will just put how long it takes to play and they'll average it based on each person. And you'll get to see, oh, Metroid Dread is an average 10-hour game or whatever it is. You'll be able to see, does that equate to my preferences of paying a $60 purchase? Like, do I want to buy that? And the, the reason why I mention this is because um, if it, the people who are complaining are not the people who would have wanted that anyway. Like, it just goes back to the start of like, you have the ability to not buy it. No one's forcing, Nintendo's not yeah. forcing you to buy this game, right? Like, so I, I keep bringing this up because I just think it's such a stupid comparison of, of people saying like, oh, well, this game is better than this game. And it's like, that's not how that works. Like time doesn't equate to it being better. The the ones that you mentioned, things like the the God of War, things like the, you know, the Uncharted, things like the the other Sony ones. I I think Sony is great. And I like a lot of their games, especially you God of War. Throw those fucking hot takes out here, dude. Their their games are boring in a <laughs> lot of parts, dude. Look, I love God of War, and I think it's one of my favorite games from uh, 2018. But you gotta be fucking kidding me if there aren't stretches in that game where you're like, "Fuck, am I doing this again?" Like oh, the yeah, same it, thing with the Last happen. of Dead, dude. It's it's so fucking much of the same thing and you're like great here's another part and it's one of those things where like sony is great at storytelling and they're great at making games where you get that like that oh i want more i want more i want more but they sprinkle in this filler of fucking dog shit where you have to get to it i don't want to fucking (laughs) sneak my way and again that goes into that i don't have a preference of being this i want to be a sneaky sneaky person like it's why god of war was easier for me when it goes into playing that sony game but like i think a lot of those parts are boring i think the game still worth $60 because I love the stories and I think that they're great at, at you know telling those tales and there are parts of the game that are fun but there's a lot of just fucking fluff 
And that's my point of like, a game doesn't have to be incredibly long to be great because a lot of the times it's just like, you know, I could have played The Last of Us. I think I called it The Last of Dead or something earlier. You did. You said The Last of Dead and that's why I laughed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I could have played The Last of Us and played only half of that because it could have been like shrunk and I would have been yeah. like, this is still as good of a game, if not better for me personally. And I yeah. I get your opinion on like, and it does, it's not even saying it's your opinion, but like the, I, I do value that there are opinions out there that are like, no, if I'm paying money, I want this amount of time because that's just, it, it equates to, you know, maybe I yeah, do have a smaller budget. it's just different sensibilities. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's totally yeah, fine. People value things differently. But I just like, for me, I look at it at a totally different factor of like, it always goes back to this idea of like a game respecting your time. And in my case with, with something like The Last of Us, I didn't feel that way because I was just like, all right, let's sneak through another area where the same enemies are attacking me. And yeah, I this is what I mean by how how you brought up a couple times that like the the people that are kind of that have gotten up in arms about Metroid Dread $60 price point are very possibly not the people that were actually going to enjoy a Metroid game, not the ones that are going to possibly purchase this Metroid game. I that's kind of why I brought up the whole like reviews are not in a they are not a fact because a lot of people a lot of what i've seen from people is that they will pull up metroid's review score on ign and then they will pull up the last of us 2's review score on ign yeah. and this is like this is where it all comes together where they're like you said this was the same score and i don't understand because one has a massive amount of time and the other one doesn't and it's like really there are just a few things we all really need to get over is that like one review scores are not facts they are just not it is entirely your opinion it like sure they might shape purchasing decisions a little bit but like the it's just everyone has different opinions I sure. don't like certain things. Other people like certain things. It's the way of the world. And I feel like people take these things a little bit too seriously and take specifically, I think they take review outlets like large media sources a little bit too seriously where they're like, yep. oh, I can't believe that they gave Far Cry 6 a 5 because it's the same. And it's just like, I mean, why necessarily can't you believe that? It's just their opinion. I I. I don't find it in a natural like I don't find that to be an unnatural criticism of that game if the reviewer themselves felt that way. That's really why. And I've heard several different like commentators on the Internet bring this up is that you have to find reviewers that have the same sensibilities as you. For sure. That's really what's going to help you in shaping your purchasing decisions the most. Because like I have heard reviews of games where somebody like specifically like Jacob Decker, we, we've he's he's our friend. We've spoken to him several times and I respect his opinion on video games. 
it, at one point in time, he said that Greedfall, he did not like that Greedfall was like an early Bioware game, that it felt like these outdated concepts from early Bioware games. And I was like, fuck, dude, him shitting on this game made me want to buy that game because yeah. it was what I was looking for. It's just the easiest way to really illustrate that, like, everyone has different sensibilities. Just because IGN says something is a 10 does not mean that everyone thinks it's a 10 and that's not even necessarily like also we we also really should be taking into account that like reviewing outlets don't pay for games most often so they're not going to be taking the game's pricing into account with the exception of like certain things where i've seen a lot of discussion about like destiny 2's the witch queen dlc coming up soon where you actually have to pay extra to get content within the game and you have to buy like the deluxe edition and i i'm talking from secondhand experience so i might be wrong in a lot of this okay. but like i that those are the few times that i've seen reviewers or commentators on the internet actually talk about pricing but otherwise they don't so i think you really need to like find a specific reviewer on YouTube on any sort of different platform that does bring a price. If that is something that's for you that, that brings up the price and also compares that to the amount of time spent. Cause I totally understand that that's a factor for some people, but I really think everyone just needs to kind of get it through our heads that like, it's not a factor in major games criticism. Yeah, for sure. That does not mean that like somebody else doing it is bad. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with their review for bringing this up. And I don't feel like it's an unfounded critique. Like you said that you don't think that it should take part in like a review score. Oh, oh dang. You just flex a little bit. You're you looking know? good, Josh, right? <laughs> I, I personally, I like if I go to purchase a game, not not that I would like really hold the two very closely, like not not that like if somebody said, hey, this game is forty dollars, but you get five hours of an experience like if I really, really want to play that game and I truly believe that it's going to be a great experience, it's not going to really influence my purchasing decision that much, mm -hmm. but it might make me think like, hey, maybe I wait for a sale. Like may yeah, maybe yeah. I do that. So I think it's I think it's a perfectly like reasonable critique, but we really just need to stop comparing these experiences. Like Metroid is not a worse game for being a shorter game. You can have amazing experiences in 20 minutes. Like fucking Florence can be played entirely through in like less than 30 minutes. And I really feel like that was worth my money. It was worth my time. I very much enjoyed the experience. But something like Dragon Quest XI, where I have to sink in 300 hours into this fucking game, like, I, I don't think that that will be a game that I'll enjoy. I don't think that yeah. I will find that worth my time and money. So I don't think so. I, I yeah. almost, and granted, like, you could argue like there's people who would probably see this. Well, actually, I don't think that. But like there are people who could hear this and be like, well, Florence was worth your time. But what if that was a $60 game? 
And like that's their their whole argument of like yeah exactly so that's that? why I'm like bro maybe I wait for a fucking sale yeah. then like it doesn't make it a worse game for being sixty dollars it just makes it like it makes me think maybe I wait for a sale like for sure. maybe for sure. I wait to get this a little bit cheaper I because you don't need to buy games on day one it's like you said you don't even need to buy I, it in the first month like why do we all have this ticking clock where it's like I have to be part of this discussion part, yeah you got to be part of the momentum of it honestly like. Uh, I I don't know. Part of the the reason that I do it in a lot of cases with games is just because we're doing this podcast. So like I kind of have to yeah. in a case of like I want to stay relevant to some degree. But if if I didn't do this podcast, like I would not care even in the slightest of just doing it to play it when things come out. Like it's the same thing I'm doing with like the PlayStation Five. Like I have no interest in getting it anytime soon because. I just don't want to pay the money for it. And I know that those games will be there when I'm ready to get a console or when they apparently ship them to PC at a later date. So I'll just do that. Right. Like I can wait kind of a thing. And it's just it's better in so many cases, because nowadays with games that come out way too early because there's such a a limit on like, here's the date. We got to roll it out. We got to do it. There's so many times where a game is broken when it comes out and it's like, wait, two days at least. And you're like, oh, here's like. All of the patches that went through and like here's yeah. the 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 you know the real 1.0, if you will, of a game. But like otherwise, if you're not rushing to play it, just wait for it to go on sale. I don't know. I like yeah. I don't I don't equate, you know, I I only went on a big rant because I I just think it's so stupid comparing the two games because I think it's definitely just fanboys who are just being douchebags about stupid shit. But yeah, I think it is a little bit crazy to to compare like Metroid and Red Dead. But in the same way, you could be like Metroid respects my time a lot more. And and I enjoyed that experience so much more. I enjoyed the sci fi aesthetic. Like, if you really wanted to compare the two, you need to do it then more than just price. You can't really like. In my mind, when you compare two games, you don't get to be choosy in what people say about it. Like, you're the one who opened up that door. Now, let me pick apart fucking Red Dead Redemption 2's weird ass logic system where I can get mauled by a bear and eat an apple and be fine. But I have to fucking rub gun oil all over my guns so they don't do less damage. Like, let's let's fucking talk about this a little bit. Like, it's it's a little bit outrageous. (laughs) All in all, but I love Red Dead and I like Metroid Dread. I don't know if it's a, it's going to be a game for it me, but you know what I'm going to do? If I ever decide to play it, I'll wait for a sale. Also, that'll I mean, it happen. should be said. All, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Nintendo does not make, put their games on sale. It's yeah. fucking obnoxious. That's like if there's anything to be annoyed about. That is the thing that you should be annoyed about is that Nintendo refuses to sell their games at a lower price. And Nintendo vehemently despises the pre-owned market, which a lot of people don't seem to know is that like Nintendo refuses to actually do midnight or early launches at GameStops or at least did for a long time. Because they sold their games pre-owned. Because they accepted Nintendo games pre-owned. And it's so hilarious. Like, Nintendo is just so up their own ass about how much their shit is worth and refusing to let anybody pay less. Which, I mean, you gotta respect it. At some point, you gotta respect it. that They know that they have quality titles that people wanna play. They're the Disney of of video games. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's like, why would we charge less for it? Because it's not like you're going to find yeah. a Breath of the Wild experience on another platform. Like, you'll pay 60 bucks for this game. So why allow you to pay less? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. And people are I, still yeah. buying it. Like, that's the thing. Like, oh, yeah, we we complain about it. Uh, you not as much, but like I'd complain about it. But like I'm still buying their games, so like I'm part of the problem, right? Like I could I could yeah. ditch all I want, but it doesn't matter when a game comes out, and then I'm like, all right, I guess I'm gonna get it anyway. Like, yeah, dude, we're all hypocrites. Like literally, this entire conversation, we're talking about like uh, price in video games and all sorts of stuff, and I'm the exact person who at times on ki- and God bless the crowd, I'll be like, why is this game thirty dollars? Like you're, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to pay thirty dollars sure. for this game, like i'll be the first one to fucking do that yeah. like it's just you're not gonna be right 100 percent of the time that's For also sure. something we need to like i mean get past with with game critics is like they opinions can change over yeah. time and like a blanket statement of something so broad as like i don't ever consider time isn't true if there was a game yeah. like if florence was 60 dollars, i'd be like whoo that's that's a bit much for how much yeah. you're getting out of that but like there's a lot of times where I look at games and I will literally see like I don't even really think about the price too much, but I'll look up and see how long it's going to take me to complete. And if it's like too long and I'm not that into it, I'm like, fuck, it ain't for me because I just don't I know that I'm not going to sit there and finish it. If there's something I'm excited for, then like, yeah, like it's all about your personal preference and like what type of games you're into, because if you were to say like. Like, let's say I was on the side of like time is money and it has to be real long and that's that's it. Like I even if I said that and then you were like, okay, well, this game, it's basically chess, but you can play it for hundreds of hours because there's all different kinds of boards. I'd be like, that sounds boring as fuck. Like that that ain't me. Like, I don't know. I the argument I'm, I'm bringing up is kind of stupid anyway, but like, it's just, it doesn't really matter. Like, that's the thing is like, I don't think you can bucket it into being like, I don't think about it or I do think about it. I think you could say generally, I try not to care as much about the money because I just, I value the experience more than just saying like, oh, is it, is it worth it for me? Right? Like, yeah. that's that's the way you have to, have to kind of perceptualize it of, is this worth my time? And so I guess I can't I can't say here I go fucking backpedaling. But like I guess I can't say that like they're wrong in in their assumption of being like, you know, if you're a fanboy to this one type of uh game or system or whatever it is and you're like fucking Nintendo over here. Like sure. You could because maybe it's totally different from your preferences. But like I don't know. I just think it's a weird thing to to attack. Granted I think if you want, I also yell think at we use the word attack very liberally yeah, 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 at times. Yeah, yeah. Of like course, of people course. say that they're getting attacked by others posting memes, and it's like it's it it is a little bit of a joke when you for are sure. a public figure. You are a little bit more out there for that. Like I, and, but I mean, people shouldn't be like sending fucking like Nintendo, like anybody involved with Metroid Dread death threats because no, their no, game is sixty dollars sure. for, for seven sure. hours. Like but, that's just absurd. Yeah, and granted, I think that it's even. It's more of an argument if that was just their argument rather than them comparing it to other games that are sixty dollars, because like yeah, the the problem with this comparison is you're comparing two games which are totally different. I feel like 
it's so weird that when we go back to that movie analogy, that movies are always seemingly the same amount of money to go to any movie, no matter the time, like no matter the amount of hours, no matter the amount of of like content, what type it is, like genre. But with games, it seems so very different where there's just such a wide variety when it comes to the price point of things, except for triple A's, where they seem to to run on like that movie standard with like yeah. very little uh change. And granted, people complain about $60 at like 15 or so, 20 years ago. I don't know because now I'm old, but like a long time ago, back in like NES, SNES days, those cartridges were like 90 bucks. Like yeah. they weren't <laughs> cheap. And that's that's 90 bucks thinking about like back in that amount of money, like 20 years ago, which means it was like insanely priced because today today's rate, that's probably like what, 120 or something dollars for that cart? Like- that's nuts. Yeah. I do find it a little bit odd. Like the movie theater analogy, I feel is a little bit weird, but I, I think that like it's it's comparable to like an audiobook. Like I listen to a lot of audiobooks on Audible, and often enough while going through their their titles, yeah. I will see like, oh, this book is six hours but it's $12. But if I know that I'm going to enjoy the book, I'm like, that's that's $12 well spent. Like, I'm listening to the Rising of the Shield Hero light novel right now. I paid $12 to get it on Audible, and it's only a six-hour book, whereas, like, I could pay an extra $8 to get, like, I, I used a credit, but it's like $20 to get the first Powder Mage book uh, over on Audible, and it is like well, I think like 20 or so hours like it's it's a lot longer and it's just all about your sensibility like how you how much you're going to enjoy that experience it's not necessarily based on time and if if time is a factor I'm just going to reiterate it one more time right before we leave if time, time, time. is a big factor in your purchasing decisions find a reviewer that takes that into account because you're not going to find it in like ma what I would say is like the mass media version of games journalism. It doesn't exist. And that's mostly because they don't buy games. Like that's that's also a large part where like I don't actually ask for codes anymore. Like I'm not disparaging anyone who does. Josh will get codes from time to time, but I personally don't accept codes from developers anymore. One, because I do like to have that correlation between like price and my amount of enjoyment with the game, but also because like I personally don't feel like I don't want to feel obligated to no. play the game if I don't enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, that that was like a complete aside, but I feel like, yeah, audiobooks would be a far better analogy because they have much more of a price variation and like a time variation sure. than would be like movies. I The other day, I bought like Infinite Jest, uh, David Foster Wallet's Infinite Jest on Audible, and it's like a $60 book, but it's like 50 hours. Like, it's a long fucking book. I listened to it for two hours, and I was like, not for me. I'm getting my money back. Like, yeah. I just, I, I wasn't a fan of it. I think that's also, like, a, a part of the industry that we need to, I mean, it's something we talked about before, but it's something that needs to change in the industry is, like, we need to have a little bit more 
like I guess both more lax and this is obviously a contradictory statement, but more lax and more stringent return policies. Yeah. Like you should be able to return new games and it should not include download time. Sony has this issue where like they will let you return a game within, I think it's like two hours, three hours, whatever. Uh, if you buy it digitally on the PlayStation store, but that includes download time. And if you have ass internet, you're like, <laughs> well, fuck me then yeah. that's fun. It should be about playtime. And also like bring that into an account or bring that into account that amount of time should also be based on how much the game has playtime in general. Because yeah. like, as we talked about before, people will game that system. But ultimately, do you have any final thoughts on, on price versus quality of video games? Anything you want to leave the audience with before we hop off this uh, special episode? Um no, I think, I mean, this episode, I was all over the place. I attribute it to me being yeah, kind of sick. I definitely but was like, too as well. But, but, it's just what happens. Yeah. But like, I, I definitely think that to your point, like if there is an issue when it comes to what you value more, like you as a person know what type of games you like, I would assume. Uh, I would also assume that you know or have some inkling of what to like look for in the games that you like and just stick with that. Like that's kind of why I don't really think about it as much when it comes to time because I'm more just concerned like am I going to have fun? Like if I enjoy yeah. the experience, I'll pay the money even if it might be a little bit extra than, you know, what I equate to on the norm price uh, among different games. But I do I do get it from like I had a conversation with my buddy just the other day about Metroid Dread and he was like I'm really he was on the uh, the edge of like I'm really glad that this game is is hard because it gives you that like replayability because you keep trying it to get better and whatever and I was like well I don't really think that like that matters as much and he was like well but then it would be such a short game like it wouldn't be worth the $60 value and I was like well yeah but like you could also just add more things to it or you know maybe you just want that experience but I do agree with him that like I am on the side of I'm glad that Metroid Dread they made it a little bit harder than like if you look at reviews some people are just giving it negative scores because of the fact that it's hard which I think is dumb in general but like <clears throat> but I think it 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 just goes to like just play the games you like don't worry so yeah. much about time and if money's a problem wait for a sale yeah, my like last thought is really let's just take games criticism a little bit less seriously. I do think that like games, uh, video games are very like, I, I mean, I really hate these classifications, but they are high art. They are they yeah, are worth sure. taking seriously. They're worth writing video essays and like actually really considering them as a part of culture as uh, especially moving forward but on the same side we just need to roll it back a little bit and stop thinking that like fucking big games media personalities are superheroes and shit yeah and and that they are the definitive voice on whether or not video games are good and bad because like we're just giving them way too much power in our lives like not saying that not saying that like really really loving certain games media personalities is a bad thing because i like i vehemently love a lot of voices in the industry like i listen to anything that 
Last Stand Media puts out because I'm a really big fan of Colin Moriarty and the team over there. But also, like, I do not think that everything they say is correct. And I think that that's like one thing that people really need to to get into is like just because somebody gets paid to do something just because they are a voice in the industry does not mean that their opinion should at all weigh more than your own. Like sure. it, it really shouldn't. Don't give them that power. Like yeah. ultimately you have the agency over your own life. Really decide for yourself whether Metroid Dread or any <laughs> other game that might be a shorter experience if if that is worth your money. And if it's not, just move on. Play something else. Find something else. Hell, fucking make your own channel and start talking about this. Be the person who talks about like really in-depth looks yes. at video games Become that way. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's also just so weird how I swear anybody that's a contrarian to like what would be popular belief is like thought of as as like an enemy the in the enemy. industry. Yeah. And you're just like, why can't you have both opinions? Like why why can't no. why does one have to not exist? I, will, I, I don't I understand. The industry has uh a like our industry has a weird way of just being very opinionated on one side and the other side will get shushed real quick basically that's the that's all i'll say yeah. it. but it's like there are moments where that happens really heavy where you're just like the fuck like that's a strong opinion but whatever yeah that's why i think like really you should not let people like make you think that your opinion means anything less than theirs because right fucking why like yeah. let's be completely honest like why exactly does their opinion mean more than yours it it doesn't like For they sure. are not this fucking all-knowing being they are better than you in literally zero ways yeah so that's what we're trying just to tell decide you. for yourself <laughs> listeners just you know what don't listen to us at all that's basically what we're trying to say no, just factor shit in. If you like the things we say, you like the kind of video games we like, factor that into your purchasing decision. But don't think that we are any better than you because I mean, we're not, dude. Literally in no way. I'm a garbage person. Big Josh boy is cute as hell. Like, let's just be real here, okay? That's so, all we got. I feel like that's a good stopping point for this episode. Thanks everyone so much for listening. Oh, it's just perfect. This is the it's best perfect. stopping this point I could possibly get. I mean, probably. They're just end on Big Josh boy is cute as hell. Like, that's every episode. I'm just going to be like... I like that as our sign-off. It's going to make Big me Josh feel... Big Josh boy is cute as hell. <laughs> it's going to make me feel a little awkward, but I'll get used to it. And then I'll Yeah, they're going to be the few it. people who is their first episode of IndiePod yeah, pop like, in and they're like, one, who's Big Josh boy and why do they end it every week with he's cute as hell? Like, did I, I miss something here? I do enjoy the idea of someone popping in, hearing that, and then still wanting to come back to find out. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It's like the perfect hook. It's the perfect attention yeah. getter because they're just like so many questions. Yeah. Like maybe they'll but, talk about it next episode. And then we never <laughs> that's do. the end of our discussion on price versus time and quality, I guess. I, I hope this I uh, rant informed anybody's decision. I don't think it did. Or didn't. I don't know. I, I, I hope it didn't at this point, you know? <laughs> I There was a point where I didn't know what I was saying. I'm so hopped up on just cold medicine. At least you have a reason. There's so many times that I'll get off on something and I'm like, honestly, dude, 
where the fuck was I going? Like, you, just, you, just gotta, I, you just gotta ride the train. You gotta yeah. keep riding because eventually, eventually you'll you get, catch up with uh, yeah. the thought. You're like, yeah, I got dude. it. Okay, we're good. If you guys would like to chat with us outside the show, of course, if you're listening to this on Patreon, you already know how. You can literally just comment on Patreon. You can join our Discord. You're probably already in our Discord because you get some sweet Discord roles and such uh, nice little chat stuff that you can do on your own or you're part of like chats that no one else is a part of if you're a patron obviously you know because you got a workshop there's no patreon i don't fucking know how to say <laughs> i don't even know how to speak at this point does english exist no it doesn't but if you would like to chat with us outside the show make sure you follow us at indie pod over on twitter you get notifications when our episodes go live when our developer interviews go live uh, of course we put out new episodes for free audiences on fridays we put out those developer interviews on wednesdays for everybody and if you're a patreon patron you know you get episodes on tuesdays and you get these bi-monthly like off episodes we're going to be doing our next book club seemingly on sable after I went seemingly on a rant about why people should stop bitching about open world games because we have yet to play one, they're all like, you know what? Why not torture myself? And I'm just like, you dude. guys fucking said it. Looks like we're playing Sable, bitches. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking hate it, dude. Like I already, oh yeah, I have. No, I can't wait to get these audio bits where they're just like, why the fuck did I play this I game? Know. I can't wait to agree with Phil so hard. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's gonna shit on this game hard, but he's dude. gonna do it in those like amazing, yeah, those like sultry tones. tones. Yeah, yeah, it's dude, so good. it's gonna it's be good. So good. If you'd like to follow me, uh, I'm at Hyde Legion over on Twitter. You can follow the Big Josh Boy at the underscore George ninety. That is it for us today. Thanks everyone so much for listening, and we will talk to you next month about fucking Sable. Yeah, hell yeah, can't wait to suck. <laughs> Can't wait to suck. Is that what you just said? Yep. Can't wait. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 